0: What's up guys, welcome back to another episode of Yelpcast. we have a, a special guest here uh, and uh, we gotta kick off season 2 episode 1 today, so, bro, round of applause, do we have the sound effects?
1: Uh, I can't remember, <laughs> Oh, I did it. Wow,
0: see, <laughs> boom, he still got it. Awesome. Right, I'm kind of rusty, so, so bear with me. We got the boy Izzy. Up, guys, and we got uh Coach O. Why do we call you Coach
2: O? Um, Coach O stands for well, my first and my last name start with O's. Um, my name is Osamui Man Osunde, means God gives respect, Mm -hmm. and my last name means stars will never fall. So, um, for sure, tell us a little bit about you. You know, know. um, I'm called Coach because I am. Basketball trainer and coach, a coach at Northgate High School in Walnut Creek. Um, I'm a teacher at Stewart Elementary, a K through 8 school. Um, I teach PE and math this year for seventh grade math, PE for fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. Um, I nice. used to be an English and history teacher, and I kind of rather be that than a PE and math <laughs> teacher. For sure. Uh, bro, we met when, uh,
0: it was a Bible study, right? That's where we met. Mm-hmm. Uh, we connected. He's from one of our, uh, sister churches or, you know, friendly churches. I'm, how do you say that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Local churches, uh, Harvest Church. I mean, know, we got some. We just one church. We're all one church. One of our congregations in the area. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There we go. And, uh, you know, we go Bible studies, we get into the word, you know, what is it? Every other or every Wednesday that we try. Yeah. But, um, you know, we see, you know, God moving in coach O's life. Uh, I know some of the guys connected with you during our camp and, you know, I feel like, you know, you're getting closer That's to That's how us. I
1: actually met, um, coach O at camp.
0: There you go. Yeah. To, tell us a bit about that. I, I didn't make camp, but, um,
2: how was that experience connecting with the, with the youth? Camp was, camp was great. I thought it was really good. Um, had a, had a lot of the the girls from our youth group come in there, you know. Why That's like <laughs> America. They came in there, to... you know. Not, not. I'm not gonna say, not gonna say nothing. They, they, they ain't coming in the best. <laughs> I'll tell you that. That's all I'll say. Okay. But they left uh, transformed, and it was just the power of Jesus. You could tell on their, That's good. on them. Right, um sure. So it was really good.
1: I'm really looking forward to just you know your history how.
0: Yeah, you told, uh, I think you told us one time in the Bible City. you lived in another county?
2: Uh, I am from the Central Valley. Central uh, Valley. The part of the, everyone knows it as the part of when you're going down of, to LA, driving from here.
1: Close to Bakersfield? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of,
2: like past like, really? the like The, the,
1: big, the part uh, that
2: smells like cow. Oh. Ah, yeah. That Cow Poop, that's. We all know that smell. The, when you're hitting
0: the road and it's like two and a half hours in, that's yeah. the valley. And <laughs> that's like, the valley. I mean, you're
2: starting to fall asleep. You're driving right <laughs> there. me. Nothing p- but yeah. uh, farmland. <laughs> but I, I, love I love it. I love it. That's good.
0: That's good. That's why I got the ticket, bro. What ticket? My speeding oh, ticket. Yeah. I was trying to get past that smell, bro. <laughs> and
2: the cops saw me. huh? <laughs> oh, the cops over there—they have nothing better to do. There's no nothing that happens there, they're so they're just waiting for somebody They're, just waiting they're for some like,
1: "I spy, a speeder." Exactly.
2: <laughs> for real,
0: I know. But uh, tell us, you know, um, how did you how did you come to Christ? Is this something you grew up in? Is it something that you know?
2: Just... Um, I was trying to prepare my testimony yesterday because it's just like, uh it's a lot. Not a lot, like it's, it's not like I went through a whole bunch of stuff. I just. I always say that I made the bed that I I, that I was lying in, and Jesus just saved me from it. Mm. Um, I grew up in church uh, my whole life. I remember being in church from like the age of one to like now. Um, However, I had a lot of fallouts and just a lot of major fallouts throughout the my path. getting to where i am now um i think the main the main thing for me was i always kind of have a had a feeling that god had big plans for me i believe and i didn't want that so so it sounds strange for someone for you to know that oh there's big plans for your life and you're just like i don't want your plans god i want my own plans i want to do my thing uh growing up I I you know, I think it was a little egotistical. You know, you can ask my coworkers. I, I do have a, a big ego. <laughs> um but it's just a lot of the things I wanted in my life was just because I wanted people to praise me. So, you know, you grow up, you're like, Oh, I wanna be a basketball player, I wanna be a football player, I wanna be a baseball player. You wanna be I just wanna be on TV. I want people to uh to look at me and just be
1: Be recognized?
2: Yeah. <clears throat> Um. even there was one time in college a little short little stint I was like you know what I think I want to be a model hey. and you know started working out well I was already working out but I started working out differently just so I could really be aesthetically pleasing um, but all of that stuff just is, was not in the cards I even got into coaching for the reason of recognition you know I wanted to be known as the best coach ever Um. but then you know when you give yourself, you give your total submission to God, he kind of takes over your plans and he makes them so much better than you ever could imagine. Um, so my testimony kind of starts from like the age of four. Um, from the age of four, I had, uh, incident at preschool where I was playing with the dolls inappropriately. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. my whole life, the the one thing that's always been my problem was always sex. Mm. Um, that it got even worse in middle school. Middle school is always the breeding ground for bad habits. Um, sure. you know, sure. you just hear your friends talking about stuff and you're like, oh, what's that? What's that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I like, I think like 14, I like stumbled into a pornography addiction that I never thought was going to be an addic- addiction. Um, and it wasn't bad. It wasn't that bad in middle school, in high school. It wasn't until college where it got worse because I negotiated with my parents. I wanted to go to Cal State East Bay. And my parents were like, do us a favor and just stay closer to home. And I was just like,
0: yeah.
2: "If you le- I'll stay closer to home if you let me move out. And so I had, I got the opportunity to move out. So, with that opportunity to move out, just became I was now by myself, Uh, nobody to control me, nobody can to tell me what to do. And I always remember, um, my parents are amazing people. I love them to death. Um, And my dad, my dad is was an alcoholic. He's a recovering alcoholic now. He's been sober for like 12 years, probably a couple slip ups, but. Were they,
0: were they born here
2: or? Oh, my parents were born in Nigeria. Both of them. So what in Nigeria, part? kids, you're drinking from like age
0: 13. Damn. Wow. To now. I, was, so my, I, know, I thought Mexico was like, <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, oh, yeah. Oh, no. I know about Mexico. <laughs> I thing. have a lot of students who will be like, oh, yeah, my parents let me drink at like 12. And I was like, <laughs> you're not supposed to tell me these things. <laughs> um... But, um, and then my mom's just a workaholic, love mm-hmm. her to death, but she just worked so much, yeah, so a lot of alone time, as you see, and that's how I stumbled into the things that I stumbled into.
1: so you were the only kid
2: I have two, an older half sister okay. who I, is basically my real sister, like well, she is my real sister, <laughs> and then uh two younger brothers, okay, um, and so I always felt like I was the example I needed to be carrying myself as the example, yeah um. At the same time as having this addiction, I also was addicted to being a people pleaser mm. or pleasing people of the world. I, and so this made itself even more prevalent in college because all of high school never drank. When you grow, like, kind of like growing up with an alcoholic dad, you're just like, oh, I hate alcohol. Yeah. Mm. But I was so easily influenced that I was just like, Oh, my friends are drinking. Oh, um, I give it. I'll give it a try. And it's so it's so weird. I drank the summer of my, after my senior year, and like I was, I didn't feel different. I must have not gotten really drunk because the first day of my call, co- of first day of college, I get super drunk, and I was like a crazy person, like a maniac. Not like in a bad way, but kind of like. I made myself the star of the party. Yeah. Um which all through college I just regret all of it just cuz it's like I was saying some wildly inappropriate things to to women. <laughs> um I was making a fool of myself like and but that's what people that's the only, I felt like that was the only reason why people wanted me to drink was just cuz they're like, "Oh yeah, you're fun when you're drunk." Like entertainment for themselves. Entertainment for themselves and I was okay with being the the, the clown at that point, because I, that was, it gave me the recognition that I, I kinda Damn. was looking for. Um, throughout this process, like I never, I never stopped going to church. And so, which made it worse, cause now I was looking like a false prophet. I was, you know, going to church. I still remember the first time I got really drunk in that college day is I, I was in the hallway of this of the apartment complex crying saying god's never gonna forgive me for this god's never gonna love me and my best friend was just there comforting me and he's just like you're just drunk you're fine you're fine and it was just bad i made so many so many regrettable mistakes uh, in college um but most of it was just so i could fulfill this ego inside of me or this thing inside of me because i wanted to be the center of attention um so now i'm but the alcohol never was an issue. I could always stop myself and just go away um but I always reference to the Bible um there's a reason why the Lord tells you to flee from sexual sin because it's like that's a part of your body mm-hmm. like i won't i can't I'm not gonna say like which one's better or which one's harder to quit but The one thing about like tobacco, drugs, alcohol—that's different from a pornography addiction or an addiction just to sex—is that you're violating yourself, and you can't get out of your own. You can't get away from your own body. You can't avoid yourself because at some point or another, you're gonna go to sleep. You're gonna be in your room by yourself, trying to go to sleep, and you're like itching, and you're having like you're it's and it's like you're on drugs basically. Um. And I remember always just thinking like, why couldn't I just be addicted to something different? Uh, Why do I have to have this issue? Why is this my issue? Um, But that's what that's, and it just, and it just got worse from there on. Um, I think at 19, like I was so down bad. I like solicited my first prostitute. And this is after my senior year of making a promise of like being a, Staying pure till marriage But I created my own sense of the word pure And I only said that Oh, okay As long as I'm not, you know Doing the the deed The official deed I'm fine mm-hmm. yeah. And so I would try to find my I'd always I was always a line stepper For when it came to Christianity I was always like How much can I do before it's a sin Not never Never was it Let me avoid this Because that's what the Bible tells you. It was always like, what can I do? Because I just wanted to live in the world and live in, you know, live in the world. And I wanted to live for God at the same time. But I was, obviously, I can't serve two masters. Yeah. You can only serve serve one. And so 19, that's happening. Um, And this is a problem all the way till I'm probably 21. Um, But at 21, I started, you know, getting with women who weren't my wife and I was obviously indulging in things that I shouldn't have been indulging in, it ended up, you know, I ended up meeting my fiance, not meeting my fiance, I ended up getting with my fiance that my fiance now at Mm -hmm. 21 um, after a a bad breakup. And I kind of was just using her because at that time I was just like, I just want to use, I just need somebody to take the hurt away. Um. And then But at the same time When I did that I was just like I can't do that to her I'm gonna really commit myself to her We dated her a while um, And I break up with her Before our two year anniversary
1: Yeah
2: um, And The reason was Because I wanted to Go be a hoe <laughs> I don't know if you can say that On the podcast Can we? Probably all right.
0: That's but, probably the correct terminology <laughs> for today's culture or era. Um, I mean, if that's what you were feeling.
2: No, that's exactly, that was exactly the reason. And it. it I still can see the look on her face because it was the worst feeling in the world because she was so devastated. And I was, you know, I was in such a selfish mentality. And I've been in this. I was in a selfish mentality from the jump, like from birth to like, till I found God, till I re-found God. Because i Met God multiple times, but I just ignored his yeah. requests all the time um during that year we were broken up we broke up for a whole year, and during that whole year, I was still struggling, but at the same time, I wasn't struggling with the same things as before. I was just like, you know what i'm a I kind of was feeling myself I'm like i'm you know i'm I'm not ugly, you know, I can get girls <laughs> and so i was I was on Tinder like okay. crazy. Just swiping right, on, just swipe, what, swiping right on every
1: on everybody. Boy. I mean, did it actually work? Because it didn't work for me.
2: Oh, it worked. It, it, it worked. <laughs> it worked pretty well. Um,
1: My boy Izzy was
2: faithful
0: though. He no. you know, he got the one. Yeah,
2: good, good. Um, I was not getting the ones. I was getting. Um, I was just. I honestly, I look back on it. And I was just getting really broken girls and people that you know I could have. Now, looking back on it, girls that I could have poured the Spirit, like poured the Holy Spirit on and probably transformed lives. Mm. And I ended up, you know speaking a different type of ministry to them, a ministry the yeah. ministry of that was of the darkness of the world, being just purely selfish, trying to just get what I want. And I, it's funny, I just read Leviticus 20 today, and it was talking about, um, you know why, how your sexuality and your spirit are connected. It's like, you're going to, don't you and it's t- basically saying like, don't use people for your own gain. And yeah. that whole year was, everything I was doing was just using people for my own gain. um And yeah, it was, it was bad. Uh, throughout the, so throughout college, that was what was going on. And I kind of backtrack a little bit because to mask the pain that I was going through, just having this addiction. Cause I, I was so upset. I didn't want to be addicted anymore. I was so, I was done with it. And I was, even when, when I was with my fiance at the time, who was my girlfriend or either with, whether we were with each other or not, I was just always just like super upset at myself. Cause I was always failing. I was praying and it wasn't working. And I was just like, what can I do? And I started doing, I started doing drugs. Because um, I found a drug that made me feel like a normal person, finally. Um, it gave me this false reality of, oh, I'm good. Um,
0: was it, like, prescribed or was it?
2: <sighs> I tried to get it prescribed.
0: <laughs> was it self-prescribed? Yeah, it was
2: self-prescribed. It was college, so I was taking, it, I used it for studying. It was Adderall, ADHD pills. And I used it for studying at first, but then I started slowly, like, abusing it um, in my I had my roommates and good best friends at the time. They were just like, I think you're doing it a little too much. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm good. Um, But think I was ready to go down a really bad path because like I was trying anything just to make sure I could one, the drugs helped me cope with what I was going through Two, the drugs helped me. look. I felt like it made me look cooler for people. And so I was just like, but like, I don't know it's just it was so i so stupid now thinking back but like i would experiment with anything just to look cool and just to mass pain uh cocaine marijuana um Percocets a lot of stuff um and it was just at parties going to parties just to do something find something um and no one could but like and it's funny cuz when i Opened up about my addiction. No one could. No one was. Everyone was just like, "I didn't even know you were going through that." I'm just like, "Yeah," because I try to hide it because I didn't want no one to know. You know, I would be locked in my room for hours because I'm just like, you know, I'm porn and in my my, or I'm high and I don't want my roommates to know. Or being high in front of my my roommates wasn't a problem. It was just I was just trying to hide my addiction, the 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 pornography addiction. I was just trying to hide that. You know, in society, it's kind of cool. It's kind of everyone's open about use their use of porn. But for me, um, I was open, but like at the same time, I was just trying to, I was trying to get more and more, and it was just not good. Experimented with chat rooms and all that stuff, and it was just bad, um, really bad. So it kind of fast forwards me to, um, I think I'm 24. At the time after i graduate college i get a job as a teacher um i get back with my fiance i don't know how i want her back but i want her back and she knew about all my issues even before we broke up um but i made the promise to her i was like i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna be the same person as i was before and at this point i i kind of was off the addiction as much the drugs stopped because I feel like everyone has their vices.
0: Were you, were you still going to church? Through like all this or was it like on and
2: off? On and off. On and off. I was in, out. Was it in. like
0: your family goes to church?
2: My mom is super super a uh, she's a Jesus fanatic. For sure. So you were like making it to church with her. Making it to church. My, my yeah, my dad's my dad's a good believer, go. but okay. he go he goes. But my mom's just like that's my that's the person who's like she showed me the way mm-hmm. because like the commitment she has to God is, like, crazy. And a lot of the things I just saw out of her, well, I just was like, yeah, I don't I'm not trying to be like that. I'm not trying to be like that. Do you feel like that was a way to, like, you know, hide
0: also, like, what you were doing at the moment? It was like, maybe if people see, like, I go to church, you know, they won't think of me a certain way, or was it just for your family kind of cover-up kind of thing?
2: Honestly, it's, I don't know. It's me and God have this, have this relationship where I can just... I've, I can hear his voice so clearly and so well for almost part most most of the time and even in those p- periods it's always funny because whenever I always say like the funniest the weirdest thing about my addiction was whenever I was you know searching for stuff I would always hear a hymn in my in my back of my head
0: like a song
2: like a- any type of Christian song you can think of. and I'm like why is this song stuck in my head at this moment? Never throughout the day, but when I was getting ready, boom, just in my head, and I'm just like, why? And it's like, you know, even and it's just crazy because like throughout the whole process of my, of just my brokenness, he was always there. He didn't leave me. He never left me. He didn't. He never left me once. Even when I was turning my back on him, and I was like. God, I don't want anything to do with you. I'm just—I want to be with the, my friends. I want to be with the world. I want to be doing all this stuff. I'm gonna be doing some wild stuff. Um, he was still—he was just like, "Okay, I'm still here." He's like, "I'll be here when you're done." And so, um, I end up making a, another compound mistakes. I used my fiance and I moved her in with me when I was working in Kalinga because I was like. As long as I, I kind of use her as like a security guard. If she's here, I can indulge in fornication with her. And that ma- that takes away the sin of this. I don't know what kind of math I was doing in my head. Didn't even make sense. Um, <laughs> doesn't make sense on any type of stance, biblically or worldly. But um, that was just cause the type of logic that was going in my head. Because I was just like, I'm trying to just stop this. This is the only thing I care about stopping and um didn't work you know whenever you try to do your own plans it just never works For sure. um because as soon as like she's mad at me i was going to what my idol was at that time was which was the pornography as soon as she was not in town or we were at home and she would go sleep at her house and i'd sleep at my house i was going to my idol and it's just like no matter what i could not escape this and it was crazy um so covid hits um and the year before covid hits cuz i was still i was still stuck with it um that year was like literally the worst year of my life um and that's why i wear, wore this because that was the same year you know kobe, kobe dies too. really hurt me like so- tremendously a month later i get a call from my Boss at the school I was at, and they told me I'm, I'm being let go. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not bringing me back. Mm-hmm. This is, and then, another the next month, COVID happens. I'm starting this whole AAU basketball team for my for the girls over there, and I I was the first person to start this AAU for this town for the girls basketball, but our season never got to happen because COVID happened, mm. and it was terrible. I I was just like oh. But COVID was literally such a blessing, because I think the only way I would to run, away, I would, was running away from my problems. So I would keep myself tremendously busy: basketball, training, work, working out, doing other stuff. So I was not, dis- so I be distracted from what the root issue was. And it's like you can't continue to just run away from your issues. You know, you gotta face them. And COVID made me face them because I was stuck at home. I can't go nowhere. I can't do nothing. Um, January 4th, 2021. Um, Everything leading up to that month, that week. uh, I'm I'm watching a lot of Christian TikTok. And just looking at these things. And I was just like... And then uh, shout out to Transformation Church... With my, Pastor Michael Todd, his yeah. his messages were, were really impactful for me, and I saw this. So on January fourth, we they were doing this twenty one days of fasting, and they were saying. And so I was trying to f- decide what I was going to fast from, and I was like, I want to stop this addiction. I want it to be done today. And on January fourth, I gave, I um, I said, God. I'm giving everything to you. I'm not this is and I was just like I'm not doing this anymore. Like this is not what I want. And the next day I just it it may sound like and, and the thing is it sounds so crazy, but like I just didn't I was so different. I just didn't feel it anymore. I didn't feel the urge, I didn't feel the pull, I didn't feel the the necessity to watch porn anymore i just was i was instantly cured and i was just like and the one thing i did the one thing i did when i made after i made that prayer was i gave up secular music that's the only thing i did i didn't do anything else but it made it made so much and i still obviously i started reading my bible more and i started praying more but like i didn't realize that like i love rap music i love Rock music. I love a lot of the music I, I used to listen to, but it's just, I don't love them more than I love God. I don't love them more than I love Jesus. I, and I didn't even know, like, a lot of the music I was listening to was really just impacting me, you know? You know, I'm a big Playboy Cardi fan. Uh, if you know who that is, he talks about sex a lot in his music. And now he's on, like, some de- demonic stuff. And it's just like, nah, I'm, I'm off wow. of that.
0: And uh, I remember I saw At least it was a couple of my coworkers At the time when I worked at Toyota They were like at a Playboy party And the videos that they would post on their Instagram Were like Who are you? You're not the guy I see at work
2: Exactly <laughs> And
0: like they were going off, tongues out And like their eyes wide open Like they were on something and I'm like Oh no <laughs> like, And I'd see them at work and I'm like What was that about? And you're like not that person But that's what music can do
2: exactly um i think it i I think i saw on like one of i think i don't know if it was transformation church but i don't think it was michael todd it was somebody one of his guest speakers and he was just like what do you do at a concert you put your hands up like this the national like the signal for surrender you know we we do this to the lord and we but the art they're like put your hands up and you're like this you know same thing it's like you're over here surrendering yourself to, to the lord uh, to, to them To them to, to their music To their music And so Once I broke that stronghold um I just started Like I don't know My whole life I was like Oh Christian music Christian rap Christian hip hop That's That's some lame stuff I'm yeah. not trying to listen to that you know what are, be, what are they gonna be? are they're gonna be rapping. About? These are just some weak, lame rappers. I felt the Same, same. Way. <laughs> Z, that is for you. I'm scared. Uh, no, honestly, nah, he,
0: he is one of the people that changes the game, though. For for rapping for me, so, for, me, for myself, like, yeah. uh, 40Z is now a, you know a member of our church. Which is crazy, right? Yeah, because we had a podcast with him last time, and now like yo, he's a member of our church. He
1: was actually the first one.
0: Yeah, and then you know like there's people like I don't know if you listen to Holvi like another game changer in the rap game that you know for me it's like you know that's like you know he's he mentions god in his music but it's also like appealing like he actually mm-hmm. puts like time to his music
2: yeah but um i think the artist that really helped me was this artist named henrik um he's a like a it's this redhead white guy and he he does like kind of like hip-hop-ish music and kind of like rockish music but like he had this one album that just was just spoke straight to my soul, and I was just like, and it helped. It helped because I'm a person who I can repeat music over and over. Caleb Gordon, Uh ah. he's amazing, and his music w- was helpful because it was just a helpful, healthy supplement to the music I was listening to at the at, the, at that. He did point. a remix to that First Class, but um, what's that rapper name? Jack, Har- Jack, Jack Car- Carlo. Jack Carlo.
0: God can put you in first class. And, like, mm-hmm. and it was a good remix. It was, was a great like, remix. I was like, that's way better than what it what is his name of singing, but Oh,
2: it was. Yeah. It was. Um, but um I think it's just important for people just to know, like, you know, there's a reason why, you know, the the, the Bible talks about, you know, your ears being like a your ears, your eyes being like vessels to your soul. And it's mm-hmm. like you need know, to be yeah. mindful of the things you watch and mindful of the things you're listening to because you don't know how they're negatively affecting your, your spirit. And whatever's dwelling in your spirit, you act out in real life. Yeah. And so.
1: All right, but you, talked, um, you touched a lot of topics that uh, I feel like a lot of people um,
2: go can't through. Relate.
1: Can relate to, yeah. They like go through, but you know, they're, they're not willing to speak up because you know, it might sound bad. The spirit like, of shame, like um, like something you were saying that um, one of my friends uh, she went through that. Oh, yeah, um, she was like, you know, my plans is not aligning with God's plan You mm-hmm. know, I feel like I personally haven't gone through that. Um, I've always you know obviously I've, I I went astray and all that, but I've always tried to do God's will. But what what we do? What should we? Okay, my question is, how do you handle that? Like, how were you willing to surrender to your own dreams, your goals? Because, you know, sometimes we want to pursue something. But guys, like, no, that's that's not the way I want it for you. You know, and as a Christian, we need to surrender completely. But I understand those people are like, man, I just want to be, you know, like a, a basketball player. But guys, like, no, I, I'm calling you to be a preacher.
2: Uh, that's a great question. Um, I think throughout my process because um i think we had infusion school of ministry supernatural ministry come and mm-hmm. that day was super powerful to me because it was the first day i ever passed out from the spirit and i was just like
0: those are always great
2: oh i, I know <laughs> i see my mom pass out in church so many times and i was just embarrassed the whole time <laughs> so to <birth> finally <laughs> happened really to me and i was just like oh yeah i was like oh you know what that's not that bad not that bad um but that day was impactful because um, I was dealing with the, the that same, this the thing of, you know, is basketball really what I'm supposed to be doing or am I supposed to give up everything and go to God? And I had these ideas of trying to incorporate God into sports ministry mm-hmm. and just doing something like that. And I'm dealing with this because, you know, I've, I have African parents who are first generation. Mm-hmm. So their soul mindset was obviously for me to be well off yeah. financially, mostly my parents wanted me to be a nurse when I got into college. Hey. I took, I, I took anatomy and
1: <laughs> I didn't <laughs> pass the
2: class. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, since And so I was just like, bro, this nursing stuff's not for me. Worked at a school for like a year. And I was just like, bro, yeah, I need to do this. Um, we have to just remember. And, So that day of supernatural ministry, this lady is speaking prophetic words to me and she says, I give you permission for the thing, for that thing that you are dealing with, that you want to do and want to pursue. And it's just a reminder that the the passions that we have and all the things that we love, like the passions, the, the stuff that we want to pursue, God's the one who gave them to us. Like they didn't come from out of nowhere. You know, I don't love God has to love sports because that's why i love sports god has to love music that's why we love mu- a lot of people love music there's things of this world that people like that people just you can use anything in the world to give him glory mm-hmm. that's what i i realized that and that's what he kind of like was just saying to me like you can do anything you want that's going to give me glory just trust me with your plans um i seen this meme on tw- on twitter toxic place i don't recommend going yeah. there i fear uh, i
0: don't have to I don't, oh I, I,
2: I don't recommend it um but it was this, this meme of like it said like god's pl- uh your plans and it's like a straight line to this path and then it's like god's plans oh, and yeah. it's like going through the, all these obstacles yeah. and it's like someone this like you know but probably atheist i don't know i don't want to judge him and ask him but or judge him for what he is but he's just like this is crazy. I can make better plans than God because it's like it's just going in a straight line. But like in reality, your plans only get you to, from here to here if you follow your path, and you're always going to stumble on that short little path. Mm, yeah. God's pla- plans may be like full of loops and valleys and struggles, but it literally takes you from here to here, which is such a big, tremendous difference. You're not gonna. You're not going. You're not gonna stop at a place that's not that's not meant for you. You're gonna be going to a, a, a to your promised land, your version of the promised land.
1: Yeah, like uh, I feel like you were saying, um, things that last longer has to go through the fire. You know, like mm-hmm. the iron has to go through that in order to be, you know, well formed and mm. can endure more. Like let's say if they just you know make it and just they don't refine it, it's just it's not. It won't last long. Yeah, it's brittle.
2: No, it won't. And so, another part of your question, like how dealing with it was you know <laughs> Jesus just saved me from something that I was struggling with for 12, 14 years. you know I was just like i had i he I had control of myself for twenty six years I, and where to lead me to it led me to it led me to getting fired. Mm. it led me to moving up to a place that I didn't even get I didn't even get hired anywhere in the valley or southern california. I up here was my only option. So now I'm now moving to a place that I don't know anybody. And it left me alone. You know, even though I had my fiance with me, I just felt so alone. I felt so broken. And that's what happens when you take control of your life. You're going to always be broken. Like some of my favorite musical artists like Juice World, WRLD, XXXTentacion Um, And others Tupac You know Those three people Have something in common They're all not with us anymore You know You know You have Tupac Such a uh, uh, Such a smart guy But couldn't get himself Out of the hood stuff Yeah And ends up taking Ends up taking his life Juice Wool Amazing artist Couldn't
0: get out of drugs
2: Couldn't He could not get out of drugs And it's like Doesn't matter what you're Trying to do in your plan you're, we are all empty and broken without God. Yeah, I see it sure. in so many kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so many kids. I was I first started teaching substitute teaching in Fresno, and in Fresno it's just devastation for a lot of kids because of all the gang violence, and all you see is broken kids who don't have parents, who who are missing a parent, who are homeless, or. Just broken kids who turn to drugs and alcohol and all this other stuff and sex because that's what the world has to offer you. There's a lot of things the world offers you, and there's only one thing God offers you. But the one thing God offers you literally makes you feel whole. The other things that the world offers you, you feel whole for five seconds. Then you're back to feeling broken, and then you feel worse after, after the fact. And I always will say, like... My testimony, obviously it was avoidable, but it was so necessary for me. Because if I didn't go through it, I wouldn't be able to, to the ministry or the relatability that I'm able to have with people now would not have happened. Um, I remember at like six years old, I was like in church and this this former gangbanger comes in here and he's talking about how he sees seeing God and he was like God transformed his life and it was crazy only thing i could think of was like that's so unfair cuz i wish i could see god i was so envious and i always will say like that day god was like okay you want to go through a you want to go through a roller coaster i'll put you through a roller coaster and he put me through a roller coaster and it's it may it's it's so much better like i was so afraid to tell much my, share my testimony on camera because because like i'm i had so much shame with it but shame is a tactic used by the devil to keep you down yeah your testimony, you, we have no idea what our testimony is going to mean to somebody else. Yeah. Even if, like I always say, even if I can impact one life through my lifetime, it's a success. Just one person. One person transformed to God. Just from my words, that's a successful life.
0: Well, what would you say to like, you know, a younger generation that maybe is going through this right now and they feel like they have nobody to turn to, but, you know, there's like a loop, like a cycle for them too.
2: Um... So my road to recovery was just—you have to have a—you have to have a support system. You know, the Bible tells talks about having people you can trust, having people you can talk to. I had two of my closest friends. My friend Stephen Martinez—he's another teacher. He's a principal down at the school I got fired at. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't the principal when I got fired, or else I'd—I'd I'd keep my job. <laughs> but sure. um, he's a principal over there, and my other friend Aldri and. Audrey Raphael, he was a, he's a musician and they're both, they're not really believe they're believers, but not like hardcore believers, not fully into the faith, Yeah. but they're trustworthy. I was able to talk to him about my issues. I was able to, to whenever I was feeling down and I was like really tempted, I would just call him and one of them answered. And whenever they answered, they'd be on the phone with me for hours just helping me get through it. And it's like, you can't, we're not meant to get through stuff alone. Yeah. That's why God gives you community. That's why God gives you people because people are we're supposed to help uplift each other. Yeah. Um, and that's why Jesus is, died for us to absolve us of those sins. And once you and like He says to the to the uh, women who the woman who almost got stoned, He's like, Have they has anyone is anyone here to condemn you? And He's like, Nor after everyone fled, and He's like nor will I now go and sin no more. And that's the, the part of going sin no more is you have to change. I, I didn't realize and after all my prayers, because I prayed for forgiveness and I prayed for all those things all the time after I messed up. But the difference is how are you going to change your lifestyle after you make that prayer? Because God can't change. He can take away the problem. And yeah, like that same feeling of being cured. I've had it before, but I went back to it because I was just like, this is my idol, like, you know, but when you're fully devoted to God, you're going to actually change your lifestyle. The music, the music change is something that, you know, I listen to worldly music, maybe probably a, probably less than a handful of times. Like I can count probably like three or four times on my finger mm-hmm. in a year, you know, that's in a year. And that's like mostly accidental, probably. Maybe sometimes I just do it just so I'm like, yeah, let me listen to this again. But like, it's not something I desire to listen to because I just know that with this lifestyle change, it comes a lot. Yeah. And, you know, you have to carry your cross and I'm ready to carry it every day. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. You were saying that you were a teacher and, you know, you were trying to have, uh be a coach and you know, have this, your faith, you know, kind of mix it together. Um, How has it been with this whole roller coaster of, you know, uh, people attacking, you know, the schools like, oh, they shouldn't have, you know, faith. You shouldn't talk about religion. Uh, you shouldn't talk about this mentality. But yet, you know, you have people that want to take into, like, becoming a law that, you know, you institute, you know, kids with sexuality see. So that, my question is, you know, I feel like we are forcing our, our kids to pornography because you're opening their minds into sexuality since um, elementary school, you know? I feel like in that moment, like, I personally didn't thought about sex until, like, I went to middle school. And I feel like nowadays that people are like, oh, no, just, uh, you know, teach them about uh, if they feel like they want to be a woman or, you know, they want to be a boy. And I feel like that's opening doors like way younger because they, now they're able to be like, oh, I didn't know about this, you know, I didn't know about that. So how how is your faith being impacted as being a teacher? That's my, my question. Or how have <sighs> you have you been able to stay afloat and not, you know, be consumed by trends. exactly. Not be consumed with all this trend that's going
2: on. For me personally, it's I'm, like it doesn't it doesn't impact me because I'm my. Because, you know, once you get healed from God, like, you just, it's so different. You just can't go back to the, you know what the world has to offer. And you're just like, yeah. no, nah, I can't go back. But in terms of your question, like, um, I started a Jesus club at my school last year. Um, right now we're looking for like a lead. I'm looking for a leader before I started again. Um, But last year, like, about half of the kids in my class were trans, like, either gay, lesbian, trans, trans gender or something yeah. or like
0: what age group are they
2: Middle school so 8th grade it was all 8th oh graders God. and again you know um and i think and i had one really devout devout christian kid who was in that cl- or well obviously my leader and another kid who was really super uh christian and he was just like yeah. he's like i don't think these people take it seriously and i was like you know what our job isn't i said my job isn't to Transform them Because I can't I don't have that power no. yeah. You know Our My job is to show them Jesus So that, that So his power Can help them You know Um. Yeah I mean
1: The bible says You know like Some plants You know Some like Cultivates it But at the end What makes it grow Is God You know It's, it's the only God can
2: And so like For me I just want to show The love of Jesus To all my students Regardless mm-hmm. of who they are And what they feel like And just Want them to know That like You know the same love that I sh- that I show them is the same love that is nothing compared to the love that Jesus has for them. Um, like I'll do it, I'll do a lot for my students. I try to do a lot for my students, um, regardless of what their what what orientation or gender they are, or how they feel about themselves. I just always want them to know that I I love them, that is, I feel like which they're. is
1: good, bro. Because I feel like you know, as Christians, we we have this stigma or this you know image of oh we hate all people that don't think the same way uh, the same way as us you know and i feel like love is is the best answer or solution to you know hate Mm -hmm. you know people may say like oh he's a christian he hates you you know but the moment you're like i'm christian but i still love you no matter what you are like going through the, the way you feel the way you you know the way you think or whatever, like I still love you. My my job or our job as Christian is to love, and show, you know compassion, and try to lead them. But at the end, is we're not gonna force them, and that, that's what that the best thing is. Like you were saying, go like the extra mile for your mm-hmm. students. You know that's 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 good. Bro.
2: When it comes and I always still say when it comes to that, like if God wanted us to have to be with Him. We don't think he would do it already Like he would make us If we wanted to be mindless zombies He'd make us mindless zombies for him But like he literally He put that tree in the Garden of Eden So that they had choices And even though there was a thousand more trees That would have gave them life There was only one tree that wouldn't Ultimately it's not he, and he, it's not like he forced, he's not, he didn't tempt it with, he didn't tempt them with that one tree. Like everyone thinks, oh, the tree was just in the middle of the garden. Like the tree could have just been in the left side of the garden. It's not like, it's like, it wasn't the like centerpiece, yeah. a centerpiece. Like, oh yeah, here is the tree that I'm just going to let you, Touch the, th- most,
1: beautiful, big
2: the most beautiful tree out of all. Of them. Nothing was special about the tree. They just did the, the only thing that made it tempting was the fact it. that it was different from all the others.
0: And of course, you know, the. Serpents. and the- you know, he, and he then the want devil you to be like him, but you know little did they know you know we were already made in his image,
2: exactly, and the thing is like every and so with all of the all the stuff that's going on in the world, especially with the kids, and you know everything's a choice, and I want them to choose Jesus
1: mm.
2: i want and I don't want to present it in a way where it seems like it's forced, I always want to present it in a way where it's like no, this was my like. Why do like why do you not why don't you get drunk anymore cuz I got Jesus like I can I'll take a sip but like I'm not going to do more than I'm not going to do more than that I'm not going to do more than I have to because that's yeah. not who I am anymore Why don't you watch this show anymore because I got Jesus I don't need it I don't need to watch this show if it, if I especially if I know it's not good for me I just won't you know So when it comes when it comes to a lot of the things with with my students i just like um i'm willing to i'm willing to lose my job to to pray to pray for a kid if i have to cuz ultimately i i if he tells me to pray for somebody i'll do it and if i lose my job i know it's in it's in his will yeah and if it's in his will that means he's going to take care of me after regardless if i struggle or get kicked out get evicted if i'm homeless for like three, six months, maybe even three years. Bro, we got
1: you. You Thank you. You know what I always kind of like, what I always struggled
0: with. You got this catch right now. I'm
1: sorry, bro.
0: In school, I always struggled because I was always kind of like conservative growing up. And I would struggle with teachers trying to change that view for me, especially in like in a highly democratic state like California. You know, they wanted to tell me like what I was supposed to, you know, be sided with. Um, you get to I'm assuming you get to be in fellowship with these teachers. Do they know you're Christian? And if so like you know what are their views like?
2: Uh I don't I don't I never hide my views. I never hide who I am. Like yeah. I will always let them know God is my number one. Um like I'll tell I tell teachers all the time I'll pray for you if they're, when they're going through stuff because it's like it's a nice thing to do. Yeah. Um I'm kind of on the opposite end. I grew up super democratic but i hate politics so much because i found out i just find them i find myself just hating the other side instead of and it's so unworldly of me um i think the closer i got to god the more i kind of just i'm just in the middle yeah i've kind of always been in the middle but like i'm more in the middle now than i ever was
0: it all, it all comes down, and I'm not saying like you have to be political, but it all yeah. comes down to, like, what's morally right, you know? And in your views with God, it shouldn't be like, you know, I'm with the right, I'm with the left. It should be like, what is pleasing God, you know, what is good for the people, you know? And, you know, there's people that, for that reason, they go independent, and that's fine, you know? Like, they've found middle ground, because they don't want to argue yeah. with both sides. <laughs> yeah. There's no point in arguing with people that, you know, don't want to change anything. They just want their version to be said. But, yeah, like, I always struggled with that. And they always wanted to change my points of views because, like, you know, I was always for, like, you know, pro-life and stuff like that. And, you know, it's great that you're like, you know, I'm willing to, like, lose my job just to pray for this person, even if it goes against, like, the views of what school should look like and you know we need more teachers like that
2: i think it goes back to what you what you said we said earlier like we're not i'm not going to force jesus on somebody a kid right
0: mm-hmm.
2: i always will say i don't force my political views on some somebody yeah you know if i i'll say something if i if it's like something that's just morally incorrect like yeah. like yeah i'll say something but like other than that it's just like politically st- standing like some like a kid asked me what do you feel about the abortion laws i'm just like well, yeah, I'm not getting an abortion, so. But like, so I don't really, I, and I, a lot my, I told him like I align like with self of God, so if he doesn't like him, I don't like him. So, you know, it's, it is what it is it for me. That, yeah. But like, I just don't get myself hyped up into it. Like the law changed, I was just like, I feel bad for those who feel like they need need to do it. Cause I was, I was in that spot before I've, I've, I remember being in a position where I was just like, Oh no, I think you're like, I was like, Oh baby, I think you're pregnant. Like we can't have this baby. I need let's go get one. You know, I've been in that position and it's just like, so, but like to understand that, you know, it is what it is for everyone has a choice of whether they, what they're going to do. Um i understand I understand both sides of why, but i just i won't make that choice for somebody I won't for sure. force that my opinion on somebody because my opinion shouldn't i always will live by the philosophy that a person's opinion should not matter to me i only I only serve one opinion and it's the opinion of God
1: yeah
2: he's the only person the only audience that I thrive to please at this point of my life, yeah.
0: I like that for sure um i don't know how much time we have left my phone Mm -hmm. died for sure so i mean before we wrap up you know um is there anything you want to touch bases you know for like like i said you know this is all for like the younger generation you know and i mean we already touched bases on you know you know what god can do for their life um is there anything you would say to the people in the church you know cuz i feel like there's a taboo on talking about these things like should we have more more open discussions about about these things to to the younger generation and if so like where would we start what would be the starting point for that
2: honestly like that's a hard question the thing i would just say is because it's not like throughout my growing up i didn't have people talking to me about the stuff that i was doing like i knew having Sex before marriage was a sin You know I think the whole The, the thing is uh, The thing growing up for A lot of people is just like if Especially kids growing up in the churches Just let your We have to let kids Make the decision for themselves Um, it's like growing up as a Like me growing up as a Raider fan My dad's a Saints fan <laughs> My dad's a Saints fan I I made the choice to be a Raider fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Terrible choice. But a choice that what nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make we need to let we just need to let kids make the choices for yeah. themselves. And people, yeah, everyone's gonna mess up. People are going to make mistakes. As long as we're cautiously advising them, yeah, you know, along the way. But to to completely try to like prevent them from making that mistake. They're going to make the mistake. They're going to feel like, I think the biggest part, because I have so many kids who grew up in Catholic school who hate God now, who don't like, who don't even want to go to church because it's just like, their experience was just so bad. And it's just like, if this, if, if we have to just understand, and I think the church needs to understand, like Christian schools, Catholic schools, they're all great. But if you're going to force religion on anybody, you're going to force l- love that's not Genuine on anybody, no one's gonna accept it. The only way, the true way to bring someone to Christ is to show them genuine love, and to let them make the choice on their own. God did not force Adam and Eve to eat the apple. He didn't force the the Israelites to sin against him. True. He just let them make the mistake themselves. And if we do everything like God does, it will be we we'll be the good.
0: Consequences came either way.
2: Consequences come either way, positive or negative, though.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, we just want to
2: thank you. Thank, thank you, you for Coach being. Here. Yeah, honestly, yeah.
0: thank you for being, like, vulnerable because I don't think, uh, you know, it's easy for, especially for a man, to come out and, you know, just tell you, like, this was, you know, who I was and this is what God's done for me. And I think you're one of the first ones to come on the podcast and be, like, straight up, like, this is what I went through. That's pretty bold. And Thank I feel you. like this is gonna impact a lot of a lot of youth. You Especially know. with
1: pornography. I feel like pornography is just like number you know, one, you know,
0: like last, every... last month or a month ago we were trying to shoot like oh yeah, this pornography uh, podcast and you know, all these mishaps from like not being pushing the record button, you know, I feel like it all led up to this, like this is like a platform for you to like talk about what you went through. And, like, what God rescued you from, you know. And, you know, now I'm thankful that, you know, that other podcast, you know, all those mishaps, you know. But, yeah,
1: because, I mean, some people might say, you know, like, why why is pornography bad? I mean, yeah. you're not acting on it. You're not, you just, um, like, you, indulging into it. But, yeah. it, you know, that is the thing that you just keep wanting more. And the same way as, like, you were saying, it's a drug that. Starts with a little, like, small, you know, sex act. But then you're, like... Then after that, you're just watching hardcore, you know, a woman getting beat up, you know, raped and all that. And then we start asking, you know, ourselves, you know, why are men, you know, raping women? Like, why are men so, like, acting so, like, violent? It's just... Like you say, music, all these things that are just coming up. It's just... That's what it's leading towards, you know? And as a society, we are partaking and be like that it's okay for people like if you go to a school or a doctor like always masturbation better like no it's actually no good Healthy. for you but later I know that it's like we said it's it's a door to our soul and if we're feeding all that into our into ourselves yeah we can be good but at the end we we're not solving the the, the what's inside so we can stop doing certain things but if we don't Address what's inside of us. We will always Be exactly uh, go back to the yeah. to the root because we haven't fixed the root, exactly. and that is that's that's what God was like. Um, before it was just like if you act it, that's that's a sin. But God was like, no, I'm gonna go further. If you see a woman like you desire a woman, then you're already sinning because he's trying to get into the root that's inside of us. Mm-hmm. You know the desire of you know I want to have sex with that person that's the root and that's what God was like you need to address the, the the root of like what's causing that because if you don't address it you might stop for maybe a year but eventually you're gonna go back because it's still inside of you maybe. exactly so I feel like it's pornography it's it's hurting a lot of guys and now it's even girls are you know are up there with with the guys and you know it's it's a shameful topic but it's a must just like we have to speak about this more often at churches because we, we we can prevent it if people can see how damaging it is. Because you know, I feel like if we all get to like sit down and share like every experience we had, it's just. I mean, I sometimes I'm like, I wish I would've never gone to that class because after that I was never the same. You yeah. know, I never looked woman the same man. You know, it's just so damaging. Yeah. But. I feel like it'll be Maybe another podcast With Coach o. <laughs> yeah, For sure yeah. I'm down I'm All down All the time
0: yeah um, Well to to the listener You know um, I just want to say You know If you're struggling With this You know Get some help Get get somebody That Text you can us, confide in yeah. And uh, you know Just so that You know You're not bound To this anymore And it doesn't even Have to be just Pornography If you're You know On drugs Whatever it is I feel like You know Don't be silent Don't feel that
1: you're, we understand why you're feeling Yeah right? like
0: you're human you know We're all bound to this you know This flesh you know And you know there's desires that maybe You're going through at, at a young age Teenagers and you feel like Maybe I don't nobody or Maybe they feel like nobody knows what I'm going through They fall into that mentality but You know there's people out there willing to listen And you know get some help So you know I encourage you guys uh, Let's pray out real quick And then yeah Thank you both for being here Uh, Father God thank you for for this podcast thank you for allowing us you know to discuss these topics Father God that should be discussed more often with the youth uh, with the church Father God in the world Lord we just pray for anybody dealing with any addictions right now Lord we pray pray that you know every stronghold will be broken in their life Father God and they can just turn to you Father God and need nothing else but you Jesus and I just pray Lord uh, for our school systems Lord um, you know we have to go against the the tide, Father God, in these school systems, Lord. But I, I just pray, Lord, that you know we can get you back in the school systems, Lord, and and fight for what's right, Lord, and, and let people know that Jesus, you know who Jesus is, you know and how He loves us, and 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 I just thank you, Lord, for for this time being. I pray for anybody watching this, Lord, that may, may impact the the viewer, the listener, Father God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thanks guys for watching Tune in for Our future episodes Don't forget to like Subscribe
1: Subscribe And, uh, and If you guys haven't heard Of the other episodes Season 1 Yeah It was dope uh, Or our Summit Edition It was dope So You know We all have content So you know Subscribe Share uh, Your abuelitas You know Your feels Or whatever And you <laughs> know Just keep sharing
0: Yeah Right on Thanks for listening